do you find that working around a lot of models affects your social life in a sense? Uh, I feel you. Well, I feel that question. <laughs> um, All right. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Today we are drinking Chevy Red from our wine guy, Seth. So we are drinking just one bottle of wine. Just one bottle of wine. And we have a special guest that we will get into here after our first sip. Welcome to our home studio. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for having me. All right. Taste test. Ooh, delicious. Just as I remember it. Uh, If I had to guess, I won't have a hangover after drinking this. (laughs) (laughs) Or what? Perfect. Is is that in the fine print? Yeah, that's the plug. It's hangover-free wine. Yeah, super clean brand. Anyone wants it? Once again, I feel like we've already plugged it. Yeah, not sponsored, but we're working on it. We're working on it. (laughs) One day. All right, you guys. Welcome back to another episode of Just One. We are joined by our dear friend Velo, and we're going to punt it over to him to give a little intro. Yes, so thank you so much for having me. My goodness. Uh, I've only had to beg for like four or five weeks, maybe. But but we made it happen. Uh, So a little background, you know, Mike and I and Shelby all went to the University of Iowa. I actually went to Alabama. But you're close. I I honestly didn't leave her out. I'm like, if I'm leaving her out, that's going to be even terrible. So Mike and I, we go back to college and University of Iowa. Um, Between Iowa and now, I've bounced around a little bit. Uh, between Northern California, Mexico for a few months, Chicago once or twice over the years, ultimately landing up where I am now. Um, living in Chicago. Living in Chicago. Where mm-hmm. are you from? I'm originally from just outside of the city, about an hour west, a town called DeKalb, Illinois. Nice. University, NIU there. Go Huskies, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> if, if that's what you're, you're a little hometown up plug. for. Barbed wire? Barbed wire, yep, yep. Created in DeKalb. No way. Our high school mascot was the Barbie crow. <laughs> Believe it or not. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, barbed wire. <laughs> we were the was hay you? balers. <gasps> I Holy did not shit. know that. Yeah, that's well, that's, <laughs> that's two peas in a pod right yeah. there. I mean, I don't know if one's worse than the other. Gosh. Well, I love it. Okay, so Yikes. you landed in Chicago, and what are you doing now? Yeah, so Chicago, that's where I'm at now. So for work, um, back in the college days, the f- one of my first real jobs, I guess you could call it, started out as a hobby job, hobby hobby company. Me and some buddies from college started uh, screen printing and embroidery brokerage, uh, basically just putting logos on anything we could for any company, organization, club, team, all the good stuff. Uh, like I said, that was a hobby business over the years for sure. Um, probably not, I mean, that was sophomore year of, high school, of college, so like 20 16, 2017. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's been a handful of years, but not until the last few years did that actually turn into more of like a small business. You know, we have somebody else running it for us now because we've kind of gone off and done other things. Uh, we use a lot of intern resources. You know, we use a lot of interns from the University of Iowa, you know, obviously the place that's near and dear to our hearts. But then my same business partner that was uh, originally started that in college, he recently started a talent agency here in Chicago called Doris Talent Agency. Uh, he brought me on board to help out with that September of 2022, so not even a year yet. But my role for them, as they continued to kind of like grow rapidly, uh, they needed like more hands on deck so that him and his girlfriend, who started the company together, 
were able to continue to grow the company and somebody was able to, you know, be there as like a resource for all the models, you mm-hmm. know, so that so that they're not spread too thin, taking care of all of these people and trying to build a company all together. So they brought me on board as um, <clears throat> what would you call that? An account manager. I was the first account manager, which is pretty cool. Now I think we're up to maybe around 40 models, five account managers. And wow. my role in that is I just am like the senior the senior account manager, the director of talent management. Um, basically, I just make sure everyone's looking after and taken care of, and you know we keep vibing in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it is growing rapidly. Yeah. That's... Do you have your own models as well? At the time, I do, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't wanted to, what's the word called when you... You don't want to like let go of the Yeah, the let them go. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I, they've been with me for a while now, and I haven't gotten any new ones in a while because I am busy, you know, with all my other account managers, everything's they're doing and, and just, you know, the growth all together. But I still do have my own models and then I have my account managers. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I stand for now with, with them. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. So this is all, these are all friendship entrepreneurial ventures. How has those, like how have those friendships evolved while you guys are growing up from college into mm-hmm. like adulthood and mm-hmm. then ultimately now becoming very successful business partners. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. Um, It's funny because I think about it, I don't know, saying once a day might be a stretch, but all the time, you know, there's that cliche, don't work with your friends. And that's, I mean, time and time again, you see it in real life, you see it in movies, it's like a common ideology, like don't work with your friends, something will happen down the lines. But, I mean, my best friend from freshman year of college is when we met, we started that first venture together, and then... He brought me into the second venture with him. And throughout the time, it's been nothing but like growth. I mean, I guess one thing that really helps is to have somebody that you're actually best friends with, mm-hmm. you know, that we're, we're opposites attract. There's another one. Like we are different in some ways, but we function and like we think deeply, I think, in the same way, mm-hmm. which allows us to kind of balance each other out and help us make each other the best that we can be because there's many things that he excels in, 100%. I mean, he brought me into this business world. I mean, it was never my goal in life, but he brought me into it, and he's very, you know, entrepreneurial-minded and able to, you know, vis- visualize visualize these things and make them come to life, like, literally. I mean, you've seen it with two ventures, many failed ones throughout the time, but a few good ones that have stuck out along the way. Uh, then vice versa, I know that there's things that I bring differently to that same relationship. You know, I'd never brought at the beginning, you know, many of the business skills, but I for sure brought some other types of skills, you know, the awareness skills, the deep thinking skills, the like getting, like being in tune with yourself skills. And then just kind of, at least from my experience with him, he's my prime example. Um, it's led to just an all around successful growing business relationship um even to this day i mean when we're together like if we're in the office together i'm always like looking for chances to shoot the shit with him because you know like we accomplish so much by being so close with somebody that you're also in business with you're able to i feel like accomplish a lot more in a lot less time because we don't have to sit there and explain and like jump over each other's hurt over each other's hurdles and stuff like that we just get each other Mm -hmm. which allows us to really probably work the most fluidly together i mean that's Mm -hmm. That's been a long, a long, the longest business relationship that I've had with, with one of my best friends. And I mean, ever since, you know, we met freshman year, day one, 
we just kind of knew that something was going to come about of this friendship that we had just created. And like yeah. now it's been what, I don't know, eight years down the line and we're, we're still, you know, doing the best we can. We've had some success over the years, but I mean, that, that doesn't mean that it hasn't come without like downfall and obstacles and really bad days and long nights and, and all the good stuff that obviously is just kind of known for, for being in this world. But, um, all in all, I'd say I couldn't ask for anything else. I mean, that just goes to play down the lines of one of the other things I think like, yes, it's important to like have goals, set plans, you know, projections where you want to be in all this amount of time. But I don't think that it's necessarily healthy to like um, attach to those like so strong to where if you don't do that, then you're going to be unhappy or then you you think that, you know, your your life path is has been skewed because um where was I going with that one do you think that like if you guys had set out to have these major major goals that like other pressures from people parents other friends maybe jealous friends girlfriends would have gotten in the way I mean I think a hundred percent like that kind of sparked up what I was trying to remember um truthfully there's so many different factors what play into every single second of every single day to be able to truthfully say that if this doesn't happen to me in X amount of time and I'm not making this much money or I'm not in love by then or I'm not driving this car, again, like, like uh, it's good to have your eye set on the prize, but there's so many other factors that come into our days every single day. There's like 35,000 like seconds in a day, so that's 35,000 different choices that you can make in any given second of any given day. So how are you going to waste the opportunity to just accept kind of what life brings you, you know, cause you know, back playing back to your point, there are a lot of things, you know, your grandma could get sick and like that totally fucks up everything that you had planned with how this week was going to go, how this year was going to go, how your five-year plan was going to go. So there's a lot of these little things and you know, the external forces that like, you know, societal, societal ideologies that are put upon us that I feel like navigating them is just like, like flowing down the river, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, once you're set in stone, it's like putting an anchor on your boat. I mean, being able to roll with the punches and really get the most out of every second, every day, cumulatively, you know, towards your end goal, but not like tying you down to where you're, you know, hurting yourself if you're not reaching that exact goal you were thinking of. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it's been hard for you guys to figure out the difference between your work and play or do you feel like it's like oh we're getting a drink but you're still talking about work or it's like oh Um, all we're doing is talking about work we haven't gotten (laughs) to just hang out in the business we're in being like young entrepreneurs you know being part of starting like smaller ventures and building them up there's a lot less separation you know from work to personal life I mean truthfully um I'd say it's not something I struggle with because I'm young, I'm 26, you know, like I'm fine with this fast pace. Like, let, let me be as busy as I can because I can handle it right now. Excuse me. But I do think that I'd say it just kind of adds to it, you know, because it's kind of what we're used to. We're used to working. We're used to like wanting to, you know, work our asses off and be as successful as, a po- be as, successful as possible and truthfully get as much out of, out of as much of we can Jesus, as much <laughs> as we can out of things. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the times, I mean, if like working, it comes back to also like working with your friends. You know, we're going out, you know, we're getting a drink, we're grabbing lunch. Chances are we're going to be talking about work too, even though we're joking, laughing around completely like 
like work minds turned off, those things just kind of naturally, I feel like come about as well. Yeah. I was going to say, cause even we're, be, we're hanging yeah. out and we'll just bring up our podcast stuff and we'll be like, blah, 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 podcast, podcast. And it's like, can we stop? Yeah. Like all of a sudden we're, and I guess we do and talk to each other. part of our life. So yeah. I'm not yeah. imagining being your yeah. whole life. And, yeah. and we even talk to each other about like our other jobs. You mm-hmm. know, we actually do bring that up sometimes, not super often, but there's times we sit down for a drink and we've had a day and I do talk to you about work. So I imagine it's the same thing. It's just an interesting dynamic that your guys' work is is the same. Yeah. So we're talking about this, this company and these ventures that you've started. So tell us what the talent agency supports mostly. I know you guys are growing in your talent and diversifying, but yeah, a hundred percent. You know, I think this is a wonderful platform to get to share, you know, a brighter light on some of these newer looked upon platforms that offer, you know, certain individuals a place to really get creative, express themselves in ways that are also beneficial to their own selves. Um, so Doris originated and kind of got its momentum from uh, the founders, my buddy and his girlfriend. She was doing OnlyFans, and she was for a handful of amount of years, and she had a very successful account, and she was trying to help out other creators in the realm kind of grow their accounts as well. And then once my buddy met up with her and they started actually dating, you know, his business-oriented mind and, like, her, you know, like – creativity, passion, and understanding of how to really get the most out of finding yourself, you know, in one way or another amidst a platform that in the time may not have been looked at like the best. There's obviously a stigma towards OnlyFans. I don't even know if I've said that yet, but it's we we work a lot with OnlyFans creators now and we offer them a platform that really helps them grow in a way that they probably couldn't have by themselves. And I'm not saying that to put anybody down. It's just we have, you know, statistical data that shows, like, we really help grow these accounts, you know, within, let's see, within the first 30 days, we say, you'll we'll help you get into one of the top 1% creators on the whole entire platform. Wow. And that's 30 days. And that's just what we say. There's times it's 10 days. There's times where it is 30 days. But, you know, we really do our best to offer these creators a platform to get the most out of their experience and Mm -hmm. again i get that this isn't a platform that's for everybody neither is anything in life but it being a or for the people that it is for why not help them get the most out of it as possible you know it's helping people that might be down on their luck you know might not like their job but then you know after a few months of working with us they have enough money one of the creators i work with um she was able to Quit the job, her nine to five, because she found that boring. She wanted to get out of the rat race. She focused on this for a little while, and then now she's going and working on getting her personal training certificate. Hmm. You know, so just allowing uh, an outlet, you know, a platform, uh, an area to grow, like, not only, like, yes, I get that you can make money on OnlyFans, and that's another thing. And, like, at the end of the day, like, that's probably part of the reason why most people do it, because Mm -hmm. why not if you can make a lot of money in not even a short amount of time, however much time you want to put into it is kind of however much money you can get out of it. But, you know, as well as finding yourself to be like free, creative, and use that platform to reach as many people as you can. Um, I think that it just casts a great, you know, light on the idea in general that it's not just what these like stigmas have thought about it. You know, Mm -hmm. it's a lot more about people you know, going down different paths in life, accepting whatever path anybody wants to go down and, you know, creating like a a group experience to help them get the most out of it. For sure. 
are you able to talk about some of like the resources you guys provide for models that you guys are helping? Yes. Versus if they were just going to do it themselves, like you guys have a production team and such. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Doris, I mean, especially the little over a year that we've been up and running, we've grown, I mean, immensely. We have multiple sections, segments, I don't even know, mm-hmm. multiple teams like within like Doris itself and we have account managers, you know, that help build a relationship with the model to help them look over their accounts. And one of our big things is it's never going to, we're never going to tell a model what to do. You know, that's, that's, it's, it's the model's account at the end of the day. So their creativity and like what they are aiming to produce doesn't change because they decide to sign with an agency versus going. No, no. And that's goes back to our production side. I mean, from the first from when they start working with us, you know, our production team helps them build a brand that's like curated around their own interests, hobbies, skills, you know, it's about, you know, believing and owning the content you're making. It's not about getting roped up and just like selling pictures to make money. You know, you really want to get the most out of it. And that stems from a clear vision, you know, knowing why you're doing it, knowing what really makes you happy while you create this stuff. So our production side of things, our production, yeah, our production side of things is absolutely like it's amazing. I mean, it's run by my buddy's girlfriend. She's amazing. She just has this clear vision. Vision. She understands the platform. She knows this, that, and another, and she gets it. You know, because she was doing this herself. And it's not like it's just somebody out of the blue that's kind of like, oh, I think I know about this because I read or studied or you know the X, Y, or Z. She actually did it. She found success for herself. So she's able to offer so much guidance. You know, she's always there to talk to any of our models to really help them build like the most comfortable brand that they can. And then mm-hmm. with that, you know, the production team, it's just huge. I mean, we do some of the shoots for like, um, there's like OnlyFans and then there's OnlyFans TV. OnlyFans TV is like a sister site. It's basically some people would say like a mix of like YouTube and Netflix. Um and that that's all 100% PG safe for work content. It's a curated platform. It's on the app stores, smart TV. So like they monitor every single thing that goes on to OnlyFans TV. So again, everything on there is 100% PG. But that's where, you know, we allow our models to really get creative and get expressive. And, you know, that's where the brand comes into play because we'll help build them brands. And then we professionally shoot, you know, all of their OFTV videos. So we have models, honestly, all over the country at this point, and they'll fly to Chicago for like a week and do as many filming days as possible. You know, we have like the glam squad there. We have hair, makeup, um, costume, wardrobe, and it's just so much fun. I mean, every the models always have such great, you know, feedback that like, oh my gosh, like your team is so much fun. Like I've never felt more comfortable. Like you know, because it's it. This is a vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Uh, place, you know, to be in in the first place. So to f- have it when new models come to us or not even come to us, decide to work with us, we want them to feel as comfortable and confident and safe, you know, some might say as possible. So truthfully, I, I from what I've seen and heard of, of the production side of things, I mean, it really is great, you know, mm-hmm. because we offer professional grade cameras, you know, editing teams on staff, you know, just top notch videos being made for the OnlyFans TV side of things, which then in turn, that's just kind of like a, like advertising is not the right word, but that just helps draw more people to their OnlyFans so they can have yeah. fun and have these fun, you know, cute brands that they can do whatever they want. You know, one of our models talks about like trading, you know, he's in like 
stock exchange or you know whatever that's not my cup of tea obviously <laughs> but that's his so like now yeah. he's getting to talk about something he loves while in front of like a whole production team you know like I've never mm-hmm. been necessarily in front of a whole production team so it really does add right now what do you mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> we turn the light on we are on air <laughs> oh my gosh I'm not, I'm not taking that away from you guys. This, how about this? This is the most production team I've, I've ever like been a part of, like behind the camera per se. But, Absolutely. But no, it, it's just really cool being part of a team that's that's helping individuals that want to do something like this maximize something like this. And you yeah. know. So I noticed you said he just then, and I think that this is just stereotypically a woman's field, like. People, I think when OnlyFans started, it was just kind of assumed that like more women than men were utilizing the site. Do you find that that is true or have things evolved? Like what are you finding that you're having more male models be a part of the agency as time goes on? So I'd say it's probably, I'd say still majority of the fans are probably males if I, if I had to estimate a percentage but I mean we you do and you are seeing more and more male models out there and we I mean like Doris's arms are open with male models female models every which type way of model because we're, we're here to help anybody that wants to utilize the platform get the most out of it as possible so it's cool that we've seen you know males females kind of everything become a part of our team just you know because kind of like you said it's not necessarily the same thing like obviously there's always been like male and female like pornography if you would call it out there Mm -hmm. but it's always been like the playboy bunnies and like the females you know the girls look at the girls but it's cool that we're kind of seeing like and that you know males are also having a platform where they can express themselves as well Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of nice to hear that this sector as is everything else these days is evolving yeah. You know, everybody is being a part of it. And I guess you it makes sense that statistically you would say there is more of a male audience, but that's always been the case. Yeah. But more people are getting comfortable with exploring themselves and exploring other things and exploring their interests. And yeah. We actually, last week, we talked about audio porn and like all of the different yeah. types mm-hmm. of like erotica and the things that can fuel your interest and spark and spark something in you that maybe you didn't even know you're interested in. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what you guys are giving a platform for these, these creators to do is find what speaks to them mm-hmm. and then express it. We're, we're trying. I mean, there's truthfully a niche out there for everybody Absolutely. in sure. this realm. I mean, like I've seen it all at this point, you know, and it's cool that that just also shows that everybody could find, you know, their way in getting the most out of something like this as possible. You know, you don't have to, think that, oh, just because I don't look like that or, oh, just because, you know, I'm super tall, X, Y, or Z, like, like it doesn't matter. You know, you're you and people out there want to see you for who, who you are. For sure. Yes. I love that too. <laughs> well, Doris Talent, check them out. Yes, we Their will Their Instagram plug. page is super dope. Yeah, we will plug for you guys to go ahead and check them out. Okay, I want to shift just a little bit from the business side to how does this, working in this industry and having to be so tuned in all the time, being that you are start the beginning of yeah. the company how does that affect your your personal life your dating do you find that working around <laughs> a lot of models affects your social life in a sense uh i feel you well i feel that question <laughs> um, <laughs> feels it hard <laughs> the way i look at I it you guys could have seen his face when i asked that <laughs> <laughs> the way i look at it i always 
try to live a life I want to live. And I know that there's, I'll, I'll touch more on that. But please, with that, I don't ever want to do something if it was limiting one of these other fields of my life. You know, like so that. if a certain job was making me feel a certain way in my personal life, like I, I wouldn't like that. If my personal life was like really affecting my job, you know, vice versa, I wouldn't like that either. Um, so it's kind of a lot at times because I am consistently basically, you know, working to a degree, you know, like I'm always, I, I always tell everybody I work with, like, you know, call, text whenever you want. I'm like, if I'm sleeping, I'll get back to you first thing in the morning. So again, I don't really have that separation, but I haven't really seen it affect my relationships, my friendships, um, like my, f- <laughs> I feel you, I feel you, you're funny, but um, at the same time, let's see, what were we saying about, so do you, you, you wouldn't say that being in this type of industry yeah. has affected anything personally yeah. or, yeah. or you just don't let it? Yeah. Yeah, no, 100%. I don't want what I do to ever negatively negatively impact the other areas of my life. So as long as I'm able to manage this and me at the same time, I mean, I'll find myself happy, you know, at the end of the day. And with that, I guess just kind of comes making sure that I'm surrounding myself with the right people. You know, if somebody Mm -hmm. has a problem with something I do, that has nothing to do with me. You know, problems arise from the eye of the beholder. So there's nothing I can do about that. But if it's not meant to be, if you're not meant to be in my life, or if this, you know, X, Y, or Z friendship relationship isn't supposed to work out because of maybe something that I'm doing, then, you know, that then it's just time to walk away from that certain thing. Because I don't, I try not to do anything disrespectfully or rudely or, you know, be somebody that there'd be a reason to be like, oh, well, you know, you're kind of an asshole, you know, all you do is, you know, blah, 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 you're always doing work, blah, blah, blah. I try not to be that type of way so that I don't really run into these things when I'm meeting people that if, it's kind of easier to tell right off the bat that Mm -hmm. if they're gonna have a problem with like what I do or if this is something that doesn't mesh with who they are, then I think it's fair and easy to just go our separate ways after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I feel like that's a sense. good thing to know, and I feel like obviously you're very self-aware about that. Okay, um, I guess we want to shift a little more then, and we need to know if you're on dating apps. I am on dating apps. <laughs> okay. See, you are our first male guest, so we do have to ask some of the questions. Do we it. Do. Let's go. I, I'll give my opinions as well. The ladies want to know. And we, I feel like we Hinge comes up at least every other episode, at least. It's just so entertaining. It is. Yeah, <laughs> I'll even agree. Crazy, like, people are nuts. Yeah, to so, say the least. <laughs> uh, do you have good luck on there? I feel like that's my first, just I need to know. What's it like for you on the male side, looking at females, go by? So here's my thing, and obviously this is an individual opinion, but whatever, so is the rest of our lives. We need to know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I thrive on meeting people face-to-face, talking, bumping into somebody at the bank, at the grocery store, you know, getting a drink at the bar. Like, that's my favorite type of interaction. It, it truthfully is. Like, I love talking to people like that, sparking up a new conversation, hearing someone out, seeing what they're like. That's my ideal way to, like, you know, especially, mm-hmm. like, meet a girl, if that's what the topic at hand is. So <laughs> when it comes to, like, dating apps, Hinge, and, and all of those things, they're fun. Um I'm not going to say like I'm going on dates all the time, but that's also because I don't really necessarily take it that far to where I care to like go put in all this work and maybe go meet up and see if I like this person. I get that that's kind of the realm of how dating works in general, but um, 
I'd say it's just more of like a pastime. I mean, like, am I really going to meet the girl of my dreams? And I'm not bashing on it because, yes, that, that shit does happen. It does happen. And, and, it I, does. and I'm 100% supporter of that. But just thinking about it, like, for me, like, mm-hmm. do I want to swipe? Uh, then do I want to sh- say a few corny things, try to spark up a conversation, spark up a date? At the end of the day, I mean, if as I'm as I'm playing around on the app, like, occasionally like I do if that happened I'd be like hell yeah you know I'm all here for it but Mm -hmm. um I'd say it's not necessarily like my first choice of meeting a new a new female I'd rather like just Mm -hmm. go get get out and about hit the town like go find and that doesn't have to be like going out drinking you know at the gym at the going on a walk you know going down to the beach navy pier meeting someone catching a vibe real quick yeah Mm -hmm. yeah that's I feel like my ideal way. Absolutely. So now we need you. We actually got some questions from our poll, and so we need you to debunk some of the theories. Interesting. Let's hear it. Or just okay. hear your opinion yeah. about the theories, I guess. I like, don't know if it's hey, a poll yeah. You don't have to speak for the entire male species. <laughs> I don't but... know if I'm credible, but I'll give you my opinion. <laughs> give us your opinion. We'd love to hear it. Okay, so one of the questions that we got today is, do you think that male and female friendships can be platonic like can a man and a woman be best friends and it just be that yeah okay but do you think it from a female's perspective because i feel like do i think it from a female's perspective no, or from my perspective question. i guess okay from your perspective yeah never mind I, because i I, I, take I, it back. I say yes i have two or three very Same. very good guy friends that there has never ever been a question whether the friendship would go further and we've been friends for 15 years, and that just will not change. I have very platonic friendships that have never even neared borderline anything else. So yeah. I say yes, but a lot of people say no. Yeah. I definitely see both sides. Initially, like, I stand behind my answer, yes. Yeah. You just got to know who you are. You got to know the friend has to know who they are, and you have to know who each other are. And just share share that and make sure it's known to be able to carry out that relationship, friendship relationship. But at the end of the day the whole like friend zone thing you know one person's kind of left mm. growing feelings and then they grow up and they get older I guess I don't even know how long this this friendship might carry on but at some point you know you do hear like oh she fell for him or he fell for her so that does make it tough excuse me but I do feel like at the same time like what it's it's still possible I mean it's fun to have it's important to get like experiences from each sex You know, like the masculine and feminine energy, like that's one of the most important things on the planet. And like if there's not balance within yourself getting those things and it doesn't always have to be sexually, you can just like being in the presence, you know, that gives you a lot of feminine energy that helps you balance out your own masculine energy, which in turn, I guess, could lead to a friendship. But I guess, you know, if that gets off track or if that goes a different way, then you do get led down a path where you're probably falling for each other or sleeping with each other or it becomes something more than just that. Have you met a girl in your older life where you're just like, this girl's cool, my friend? Besides Shelby, of course. I, <laughs> I was going to say, um, no, uh, yes. I, I, that was a full, like I was processing that as I was saying it. I was like, these two just met their friends now. But besides Shelby. But I was actually thinking of you too because yeah. prior to kind of this like union of friend groups, we... Well, you kind of did, but I didn't have a guy friend group in the mm-hmm. city because I'm new. Mm-hmm. I'm a transplant into Chicago, and so I didn't really have a guy friend group, but now I slowly do because of Mike introducing me to people and you guys introducing yeah. me to people, and it's just nice to have the balance. 
mm-hmm. you know, the, the big group like of us saying. hanging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really what it is, especially because then we can have these candid conversations, different perspectives. Even if you and I fully agree on something, you do have a little bit shift a perspective yeah. because you have a different experience. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Um, was there a question in that? Mike's question. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's question to start to, at the start of that, I think, was have I met, you know, a girl in my later adult life that I would say that I'm friends with? And I would say, yes, I have a newer friend that I met maybe within the beginning of this year, yeah. you know, and I get that, you know, who that's only gone on so far, but like she does her own thing, like relationship wise. And I do my own thing, but like, it's, I think it's awesome having like female best friends as well. Absolutely. Because being able like to see like the different side of the female. And I get that that might be a weird way to put it, but like when they're opening up, they're goofy, they're having fun. Like they're fucking around with you. Like, like a best friend, not like a lover, you know, not like, you yeah. know, x y or z but it's cool to kind of get both sides of that so like i love it and like i love hanging out with her and we have a good time and like when we're out she'll like wing woman me you know and shit like that so it's it's just fun like having that connection as well as you know other deeper female connections Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. absolutely all right so if uh you did meet someone out and you're kind of vibing (laughs) with her let's let's just like create a scenario let's do it for fun let's do it you're at the bar girl comes up and you're like oh she was kind of cool whatever exchange numbers you're like eh, i don't know if i'm gonna text her but not because i don't know you weren't fully interested but you're just like i'm busy okay that's your thought process and then she reaches out how do you feel about a woman shooting her shot i think that any shit's fucking backwards if there's a, a, a fucking <laughs> standard way that something should be <laughs> thank you are you fucking kidding me i think it's it. awesome like who doesn't want a female showing them some love like out of nowhere mm-hmm. right. like oh that girl thinks i'm cool or cute or said something funny at the bar and w- enough to want to hit me up Sick. i'm all here for it yeah i think the ass backwards ideology that you have to wait for amanda to text you or like it's embarrassing if you're vulnerable enough to be like hey you know nice meeting the other night would love to grab a drink this week mm. people are like oh my god what if he doesn't <laughs> what if he doesn't text back like so the fuck what what if he doesn't delete the thread it never happens move on <laughs> do you ghost do I ghost? Yeah. I do you think I ghost? <laughs> <laughs> um honestly, I wanna say no because you're such a nice person. Right. But I can totally see you like looking at a message and being like, nope. Mm. <laughs> just throwing well, your hands well, up and just is moving a ghost, on with your life. Is a ghost if somebody hits you up and you don't text them back from like the first text, is that mm. ghosting? Or is ghosting I if you're ghost. talking to somebody other than ne- you just go MIA? I think both, right? If somebody those are both ghosts. Yeah, if somebody reaches out to you and you're, they're like, "Hey, would love to grab a drink this week if you're free," and you just don't ever text back, like you could have easily been like, "Hey, really busy, sorry." Yeah. And like everybody knows that's a rejection. You didn't offer a rescheduling time. You didn't say, you know, I'm busy this week, but how about you just said no nicely? I'd say I honestly probably don't ghost. I mean, it's not worth my time to ghost it's more worth my time to engage in something i love which is communication and just tell them straight up like like this is what i think and like if i don't think it's going to work i'm going to tell you that if i do obviously that's not ghosting but Mm -hmm. you know i've i've wasted enough conversations in my day to where like honest straightforward communication isn't like what i try to you know lead my whole Mm -hmm. conversating we think this is career with this is the good answer this is yeah (laughs) we agree (laughs) claps review i'm here for it Okay, and then our last debunking is box theory, which I'm sure you've heard us talk about before and we have talked about on here before, but there's kind of this... We did not over- come up with this theory. No. There's this overall female 
ideology. I think that most women that we've spoken to about this believe this. Yeah. Is that when you think about it, you're like, "Mm -hmm." when you meet a man and you sit down with him within the first, we'll say five minutes of the interaction, even if it's like walking up at the bar and you just are shooting the shit, whatever. Within the first five minutes of the interaction, you know whether you are not interested, whether you think this girl could be like a cool friend whether you'd hook up with her or whether you want to, like, go on a date. You'd be like, oh, I'm going to text her, see if she's free this week. You know this. Yes? Well, it, Do you think that that's from true? From the male's perspective? Yeah. With yeah. the female? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do I think that's true? Um, like, you just put her in a box right away. Mm-hmm. You're like, nope. Dating her. Hooking up with her. You added friend in there. That was interesting. Well, because I think that that's fair. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... I think everybody has initial judgments, whether they're the type of person that talks and complains about their judgments or that they keep them to themselves. Like, you know, so it's just an internal judgment. Obviously, that's something that is just human nature. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, Maybe you could you could tell that. But I feel like also, you know, females can be like a bit mysterious and like you might meet them at the bar. But then like the next day when you meet them in person, they're like a totally different person or this, that and another. And. So yes keep and, moving. He's yes. moving girls so box yes to box. And no. So that that's the theory is once you're in a box, you don't move. Like if you're in the hookup box, there's like you could hook up for for a year. He's not gonna date you or wait but, to hook up to like the sixth date and like that's all he wanted to do and he'll stop talking to you after he hooks up with you. I mean that just depends if it's just a fucking like playboy dude trying to just have a lot of sex. I mean and that I, right like that's got to be where that stems from. Feels deeper than the average. <laughs> yeah, so it's not um, like a static response. Yeah, that's comforting. I like that a lot. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta find the right dude in the girl's sake that's looking for a dude, and like in my sake, like I just have to find the right girl. Like obviously, there's a lot of different girls out there, and there's a lot that like I might try to make it work with. But if I'm trying to make it work with them for the long term in mind, I'd say then I'm able to see like, okay, could I see a future with us? Like, how are we doing with like? The, just the basics of our relationship, like comfortability levels, communication levels, like all these other things. And I mean, if you truthfully like kind of try to break those down, they do help give you insight to know like, okay, is this just going to be a short fling or is this going to be something that we could continue like in the future? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, this is how it should be thought about at our age. At there, it should age. never be so simple as girls don't text first and if you fuck on the first date, you're fucked. Like it should never be... There's nothing that, wrong with fucking on the first date either because right. <laughs> bodies are meant to like inter interact with each other mm-hmm. on a very intimate level. So like mm-hmm. sex is a healthy thing and like humans need that connection. So like if it's yeah. just a one-time thing, I hope it can be a happy goodbye for the both of you and like you just got to share that moment together. Absolutely. This is how it should be thought about. Yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, me mm-hmm. too. Okay, we are going to switch it up for our ending segment a little bit today because you guys know we typically stroll to the bowl. But in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month coming to an end, I wanted to ask each of you to share just one or two habits or thoughts that you bring to light when you are anxious or stressed, nervous, anything that's making you feel uncentered. What do you do to bring yourself back to you? Mm -hmm. I can start. So when I was talking with my life coach, Last year, she had me do this exercise with her, and she told me, like, rub the back of my neck, and she was like, do that for, like, two minutes, whatever. 
And then she had me ring this bell, which I don't have the bell anymore. So this is the part we still do is just putting your hand on your chest and one on your belly and breathing in like as deeply as you can and breathing out and just thinking of how your belly and chest are moving together while you're doing that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I feel that. Because mm-hmm. it's like a mindful exercise. You have to, you know. Yeah. You're focused on those actions instead yeah. of the craziness that's stressing you out in the moment. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You have any habits that you like to share? Yeah, yeah. I mean, one of my biggest ones that is especially <laughs> – if, if I'm stressed or, you know, anxious or any of those things, one of my favorite things to do is just try to get outside. One, if there's sunlight available and that sunlight feels my, touches my skin, I know that it's going to make me feel better. You know, mm-hmm. it puts life into like big picture. Like I'm gaining warmth from that sun, which is outside of our whole entire, well, you know, the middle of our whole entire solar system. Mm-hmm. But that's a very good way to help me like forget about, you know, kind of everything else that's going on, take a step back and gain actually like positive nutrients like from the natural world around us. Uh, then two, this one's probably like everybody knows this one, just just turning off my phone. Like even if it's for like 20 minutes, like if I'm really stressed and bothered and anxious, just putting my phone down, I mean that, that helps immensely. Mm-hmm. It totally turns off like any more distraction. I mean our brains at this point are programmed to think about what's going on on our phones and that's just added stress angst i mean whatever it may be so those two things are kind of my starting points i guess to really cut back if if mm-hmm. life's getting heavy decompress yeah mm-hmm. love that. I like that um i like to ground myself by saying factual things out loud and it's oh, not i like that actual like big brainiac facts it's literally me sitting in my bedroom looking at things my wall is white my hair is brown my socks are black looking at the small things that are facts, everything else is just my brain in overdrive. But if I focus on the things that are real in front of me at the moment, then I find myself like instantly calming down. Mm-hmm. I've done this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she taught me this like, probably a month ago and I've been doing it and I'm like, it brings me back for whatever reason. It's so strange. It really, I feel like I After can, like three things. Yeah, I can actually feel my heart rate slow down a little bit once I start just focusing on what's in front of me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so I would recommend that. Yeah. yeah, that's well, amazing. Good. Those are two great strategies or, yeah. you know, a couple that you guys both just shared. I like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. everybody should implement them. Take care of yourselves. Take care Same. of your friends. Be in touch with yes. how you're feeling. Yes. All right, you guys. Vila, tell us where we can find you. Tell us where we can find Doris. Yeah, yeah. So me, you can find me on Instagram. My at is AlexVLow underscore. Uh, then you can find Doris at at Doris Talent. Give we'll us a shout out. We'll put all follow, this in the bio. All the good stuff. Absolutely. And you guys know Beautiful. where to find us. Just number one podcast on Instagram, just one dot podcast on TikTok. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. See ya.